Welcome to the Eastside Church Podcast. We're a community-driven church based in Charlotte, North Carolina, and invite you to join us on Sunday mornings at 9 or 11 a.m. For more information, visit our website, eastside.co. If you've got your Bible, turn with me, starting uh, with John chapter 14. Turn to John chapter 14. This morning, we're going to talk about a topic, and, and I'm going to use a ton of scripture. So if you've got your phone, and you've got a Bible on your phone, you might want to use that. Or, or if you've got your Bible, hopefully you've got that. Uh, you, you, you can uh, get a pen and maybe underline some things that I'm going to talk to you about this morning. But this is a topic that is um, probably over-talked about and... Um, in a, in a way that we, we have gotten so used to, to hearing it that, that it's lost its zip. It's almost like it's lost its punch. And uh, hopefully this morning I'm going to give it some punch. And so to do that, I'm going to do a lot less preaching and a lot more reading. I'm going to use a lot of Scripture. And the reason for that is... It's because I don't want you to think this is an opinion of man, that, that you're just getting, you know, a man's opinion. And I want you to hear what God says about it. You know, we, we were just singing how great the name of God is. You know, how, how, you know, we lift you up, God. Your name is great, right? Psalm 138.2 says this. He says that he lifts his word he magnifies his word above his name. He lifts his word above his name. He, he exalts the word of God above his name. So we could sing, your word is great. <laughs> Couldn't we? We magnify your word. We praise. We worship your word, God. Because John says that The word came alive in Jesus. John 14, 19 are the words from Jesus. And it's an incredible passage of scripture. Jesus is talking about who he is. He's talking about the power of prayer and how much prayer will avail. If you, if you begin to pray and you pray with, uh, with authority, you can move mountains and he He's just um, really giving us encouragement and empowering us to, to move in that. And then he says this. I'm going to start with uh, 1419. He says, in just a little bit, in just a little while longer, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. Because I live, you will live also. In that day, at that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Somebody say amen. amen. He who has my commandments, he, she, who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he or she who loves me. There's two, that's two parts. First thing I want you to notice is 
He who has my commandments. He who has them. Say that. He who has them. you got to know them, and then you have to keep them. So it's two parts. How many of you have known people who really knew the Word of God and were mean as a snake? You ever known people like that? I mean, they were so religious. They didn't like anybody because of the Word of God. You ever met anybody like that? I mean, I've met them like that. They're just, Jesus, he's going to get you one day. I mean, it almost feels like that, doesn't it? It almost feels like that. And that's not, that's not the message of God. That's not the message of Jesus. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. It is the proof of your love. One of the things that I want you to understand about the word of God is you cannot love God and not love his word. It's so important, and I hope to drive that home today. I hope to encourage you, number one, that you would get back into the Word. But I hope that what this message does, it makes you realize that you can say you love God. That we can come in here and we can, we can worship and we can sing with all of our hearts. But what is the measuring stick of whether we really and truly have a passion and an intimate love for God is whether we love His Word. And the truth of the matter is, it's just like faith. You can't separate faith and works, and you cannot separate loving God from loving His Word. And that's a challenge. Because you hear all the time, and I ask the question all the time, are you in His Word? And this is what you get. No joke. You get this all the time. Nah. Nah. Oh, everybody say, oh. <laughs> I'm hungry. We really get to a place where we, <clears throat> and we, and we know that we're not doing it, but it don't affect us. It doesn't seem to bother us. Nah, you know, I know I should. But what God says here, what Jesus says here, this is how you know that you love me. You, you have my commandments and you keep them. You know them. You do them. He who has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. This is so beautiful. He who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. If you love God, if you love his word, if you have his word, if you keep his word, the promise that Jesus says here is that my Father will love you, and I will love you, and I will manifest myself in your life. <laughs> How many <laughs> of us need the manifestation of the creator of the universe to come into our circumstances and situations? You know, Jesus teaches that in this life there will be tribulation. 
That's a promise of God. There's going to be tribulation in your life. Don't you need Jesus to manifest himself in the midst of your tribulation? And he's saying, listen, if you've got my word, if you know who I am, if you've invited the kingdom of heaven into your life and you begin to carry out what it says, then I'm going to manifest myself in your situation. It's going to come alive in it. I'm going to, I'm going to do something about it. The power of God is going to move in it. That word manifest has this idea of continual revelation. There's this, there's this idea that if you'll, if you'll come to me, if you'll love me, if you'll, if you'll get my word, if you'll know my word, if you'll begin to do my word, then as you go, I will continually reveal more about who I am. And so you love God and you love his word and he shows you who, 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 who he is. That's why it's so important not to separate the two. Because we shouldn't look at, and we're going to see this in just a moment, as it being a burden to have, to, I know I ought to read the Word, and you got your eyes in the top of your head. I know I need to read the Word of God. That's not the way it should be. Hear, hear, hear the heart of the Lord here. It should be, wow, you know, Right, Tony Durkin? Wow, when I get into the Word of God, I get to know Him better. He reveals more of who He is to me. The Creator of the universe shows me who He is. Oh, I can't wait to get back into the Word because I get to know Him just a little bit better. It's not a chore. It's not a burden. It's life. Because we know that if we have it and if we do it, he'll manifest himself. And then Judas, not the one who betrayed him, said to Jesus, Lord, how, how are you going to manifest yourself? And Jesus said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. Say that with me. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him. My father will love him. And look at what it says here. And we will come to him and make our home with him. That's crazy. That's crazy good. Isn't that crazy good? The creator of all things, the Father, with the Son who was with the Father at creation and the Holy Spirit, it says about you and me that if we'll love him and we'll love his word and if we'll do it, that they, we, will come to him. will come to you. You and me. God. I could stop right there. That ought to be enough, hadn't it? That ought to be motivation. If I love God, he's going to reveal himself to me through his word, and he's going to come to me and make his home with me. But he who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. In other words, Jesus is saying, this is not, this is, a, this is what the Father's saying. 
If you don't do what I've asked you to do, if you don't, if you don't line up, well, what does that mean? That means that if you don't line up with kingdom thinking, if you've got some better idea of how to do life, you think, other one than what God designed, how God designed things, then, then you're not being obedient to the word. You haven't allowed the kingdom of heaven to take its place in your heart. You haven't loved the word and you're not doing it. And you're not going to manifest it. And it's because you're separating that love for God and that love for his word. The word is God. He says it. Jesus proclaims it. Look with me in 1 John chapter 2. I'm going to start with verse 3, and I'm going to go through 6. John tells us, encourages us, John being the favorite of Jesus, the real favorite of Jesus, other than you. <laughs> he says that the Word of God causes us to emulate Jesus. If, you, if, you'll, if you'll read the Word, if you'll get the Word, if you'll love the Word, if you'll begin to do the Word, what we do is what Jesus would do. When we begin to do the Word, we don't have to think about, you know, is this right, is this wrong? We know it's the truth because the Word says it is. Look at verse 3. Now by this we know that we know Him. If we keep his commandments, how do you know that you know God? When you do the word. Jesus said this. John is saying this about Jesus. He says, he who says I know him and does not do the word is a liar. And the truth is not in him. This is strong words, isn't it? This is why I just didn't want to preach it. This is why I want you to understand the importance of loving the Word of God. But whoever keeps this Word truly, the love of God is perfected in him. And by this, we know that we are in him. In other words, you don't have the ability to carry out the Word without the Word. Right? Because the Word is manifest. The Word is beginning to, to take shape. It's beginning to accomplish what it says through you as an individual. Because what you're doing is, is you're submitting and surrendering your life to the Word. And so the Word bears the fruit of the Word. It's just it's this cycle of, of loving God and loving the Word as He reveals Himself to you. We start manifesting who Jesus is. Verse 6, He who says he abides in Him ought himself also to walk just as Jesus walked. Now this is presented in a way that doesn't look like it's an impossible uh, request. John's not requesting 
the church do something that he knows they can't accomplish? Why? Because if you love God and you love his word and you do his word, then he will manifest himself in your life. How? Through the word. Because he is the word. And he does the word. The word is him. You understand what that? It will not return void. You see how all this connects? It's, it's, it's incredible as believers. So when I start thinking about the manifestation <laughs> of Jesus, the first thing you think of is peace. Jesus says, peace I give to you, not as the world gives. The world doesn't have the ability to give you that kind of peace. I give you a peace that passes understanding. That in the midst of, of disaster, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of tribulation, you still have hope. You can still walk in peace. There's a comfort that I bring because my name is Comforter because I'm going to manifest myself as Comforter in your life in the midst of trouble. I'm going to bring you peace, he says. That is the manifestation of the Word of God and of Jesus as he, as he comes to you and as the Father comes to you. There's peace. And there's also love. And you cannot separate loving God. You cannot separate loving God's people. You can't separate loving the creation. You can't separate loving the Word. What, what uh, John begins to do here is, as we see from Jesus, I'm trying not to get this confused. I want you to track with me. Let me, let me just start that over. Let me back up. Everybody do it. All right, let me, all right, let's start over. Jesus says, you got to love God. And this is how you know it, that you love his word and that you do his word. It's twofold. Now, John comes in and says this. You can't separate love of God, love of people, love of God's creation from the love of God. Because if you love God, you're going to love people. You're going to love his creation. And you're going to love like he loves, not like you can love, not your own kind of love. It's, an, it's a God-sized love. You're going to love. You can't separate those, those things because you're going to love what God loves. If you love God and you love his word, you're going to love what he loves. Does that make sense? John is coming in and he's saying, he's saying in this passage of Scripture, this is, Jesus says this is how you know that you, that you love his word and you do his word. And John adds this little thing to it and says, and you've got to love God and you've got to love people. If you don't love God and you don't love people, you really don't love God because God loves people. John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. I'm going to read quite a bit here because it's just so good. And we don't need to miss it. We're looking for the manifestation of Jesus in a person who loves God, loves his word, and does it. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, 
and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. In other words, the love that God has, agape love, unconditional love, love that, that loves you in your worst condition is impossible without God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this love of God, in this love of God was manifest toward us that God had sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. In this love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation of for our sin, beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. In other words, you were one messed up human being. This is, this is Southern preacher. You were one messed up unit. Turn to the person beside you and say, you a messed up unit. <laughs> and God loved you. For God so loved you, for God so loved you, that he gave his only son as a ransom for you in your place. Now that's love. Now as God loved you, yeah, y'all can do you know, Now as God loved you, you keep loving. You love others when they are one messed up unit. Amen? John says you really don't love God unless you can do that. That's challenging, isn't it? Wow. Can you see? Can you see why Isaiah got on his knees in the presence of the Lord and said, Lord, I'm a man of unclean lips among a people of unclean lips. Because the word of God will show us the condition of our heart so often. Verse 12, no one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. In other words, God is invisible. He's not seen outside of him being seen in you. It's being perfected in you, and you're going to be the avenue in which the world sees the love of God. By this, we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son and the sa he is the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have, 
and we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he abides in love. If his love abides in us, we abide in God and God in him. Now, he says this, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we to this world. You need to underline that in your Bible. We're being perfected by the love of God. He's an invisible God. He can't, he can't be seen except through your love for him and for other people. And we can boldly come to God in this time because he is and because he's the lover of our souls we can be that very thing to this world. We have boldness in that day because as he is, so are we to the world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. But you want me to read that again? But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Now let's just keep reading. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God who he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must, must circle must, must love his brother also whoever believes that jesus is the christ is born of god and everyone who loves him who begot also loves him who is begotten of him by this we know that we love the children of god when we love god and keep his commandments for this is the love of god that we keep his commandments and that his commandments are not burdensome to us. The manifestation of the Son of God in our lives is that we love the Word and we love people even though they're messed up. Even though we're messed up. There's not a person in the room that's not messed up. We're a messed up bunch. You been to the mall lately? <laughs> now, Galatians chapter 5. <laughs> Verse 20. Um, we'll go ahead and read it. Have we got time? I do. Galatians chapter 5, verse 20. Actually, let's go to verse 22. Now, these are the fruit of the Spirit, and you, you, you've heard me teach on it before, but I'm going to really bring it home right here. Jesus says, I'm going to come. The Father's going to come. We're going to make our home with you. How 
do they make their home with you? It's the Spirit. Jesus is referring to him and the Father in the as coming and making his home with you as the Spirit. The Spirit of God are, are the Father and of Jesus. And he says about the Spirit of God that, he, that he's going to reveal all the truth about who Jesus is and about the kingdom of God. He will reveal all the truth to you, everything. He says, remember what I say. Remember my word. I'll re the, the Spirit of God is going to reveal that to you. You say, well, I just don't understand the Bible. You better keep reading it because the Spirit of God will reveal that to you. And you've got to love it. You can't make excuses that you don't love it because if you don't love it, that you he says you don't love him. And listen to me. I don't know what your education level, I don't care what your education level is. You don't get wisdom that comes from heaven from secular education. You don't get revelation of the kingdom of God in the 12th grade or, or the 15th grade or whatever year in college. You, you don't get the wisdom of God. In that, you don't get the revelation of the creator of the universe who understands everything, who established the cell, who gave the information to the cell so that it can do whatever it needs to do to make your body function the way it's supposed to function. He's the one who has all the knowledge. And he says about himself, if you'll love me and love my word, I will manifest myself to you. I will reveal who I am and how you were made and who you are and things that you shouldn't have uh, information about. You, he'll, he'll, he'll say to you, listen, I'm going to give you information that you shouldn't have. Why? Because I am the one who created the information. And if you know me, I'm going to manifest myself in you. You don't need education. You need the Word of God. But here's the issue. Listen, I had a buddy of mine, and about I said this up front, who, who hated to go to church. And the reason he hated to go to church, he said, every time I went to the church, I just found out something else I was doing wrong. Anybody ever felt like that? That's the wrong view of church. And it's the wrong view of God's Word. See, some people say that about God's Word. I just see so many places that I'm doing things wrong. And there's this focus on the negative. There's this focus on, this is another place I'm just falling short. And that's not what the focus needs to be on. To get fixed. How you get fixed is focus on the kingdom and how it's done in the kingdom and then begin to do the kingdom. And then you don't have to fix anything because the word manifests itself and doesn't return void. Does that make sense? We focus on our failures and what we're doing wrong and what we need to focus on is how to do it right. Seek righteousness, seek the kingdom of heaven, and all these things will be added unto you. 
Don't get it twisted. Don't get it messed up. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. He didn't write the word of God to condemn you. He wrote the word of God so you could have life and have it abundantly so that you can succeed and prosper and have abundance in every area. Well, how do you do that? Well, you don't focus on what you're doing wrong. You focus on starting to do things right. Well, how do you do that? you got to love the Word. You've got to have the Word and do the Word. Well, what makes that so difficult in our culture? I hadn't read Galatians yet. What makes it so difficult? In our, I just chased a rabbit. Did y'all check that out? Shoo, shoo. <clears throat> what makes it so difficult is that we're busy. Busyness is not holiness. I don't care how busy you are about what busyness there is. Holiness is being separated out to God. It's becoming like God. It is impossible to become like God, like John talks about becoming without being in his word. You've got to let the word of God. And so what do you have to do? Your wife, men, are your priority. Your children, men, are your priority. Ladies, your husband is your priority. Your children are next. Don't get that messed up. And then, it's the rest of the world. But you cannot do your husband Husband, you can't do your wife, you can't do your children justice without the Word of God. He'll give you wisdom. He'll tell you how your kids are made. He'll tell you about your wife. He'll tell you about your husband. He'll help you grow them to a place of abundance. He'll manifest himself in your life. He promises to. You read the word. You know the word. You do the word. He'll manifest. He'll give you information about your children that you don't know. He'll help you understand their personalities. He'll help you begin to model what you need to model so they can become who he created them to be. Right? So we got to have the word of God. So if, if, if you can't be a good husband, I'm just, I'm just asking a simple question. If you can't be a good husband or you can't be a good wife or you can't be the kind of mother that you can be if you allow Jesus Christ to manifest himself in your life, why are you trying to do it without him? If you don't have it and you don't do it, you, it, it, it it's not going to happen. It doesn't happen by osmosis. You can't put the Word of God under your pillow and hope somehow it takes. You've actually got to change your schedule. You actually have to love Him enough to put it in your schedule. 
And I just hope and I pray, and I'm closing, Michael, that this right here will encourage you wherever you are. Tony Durkin, I know you're in the Word. You get it out a lot. But I pray, too, it encourages you. I pray that you be encouraged. I pray that there's nobody here that doesn't understand that it's the Word of God that's going to make them successful, that's going to make them prosper, that's going to bring heaven to earth. It's the Word and the Word alone because Jesus manifests through His Word. If you don't do His Word, you don't get the manifestation of the kingdom of heaven. Period. Do you hear your pastor's heart? If you're going to be successful, the Word of God has to be more important than your wife. The Word of God has to be more important than your husband. The Word of God has to be more important than your work. The Word of God has to be more important than your children. Because you can't love God if you don't love his word. Amen? Now, hear me. There is no condemnation. That's not a condemning. That is truth. It feels heavy, doesn't it? Everybody goes, man, that's heavy. It feels heavy. It's just truth, right? How many feel like they need to up their game a little bit. Would you raise your hand with me if you feel like, I mean, I know I need to up my game. You know, I think that's a, what happens is, is we get sidetracked. We get waylaid. We, we, we get, you know, we get off track. And, and, and don't condemn yourself. Just think about doing it right. I'm going to do this right. Amen? Amen. Let's stand together. Father, I thank you for the truth of your word. I thank you that we can have confidence in it, it being able to do incredible things. Wow. Whew. Golly. Listen, listen to this. We read this all the time, but I want you to put these together just for a moment, okay? Just put these together just for a moment. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. How? According to the power at work that's at work within us. How does that happen? The Father and the Son make his their home in you. And exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or think. The word never returns void. It always accomplishes what God sent it to accomplish. Do you understand that the scripture tells us that hell and darkness are perishing. Do y'all hear that? Hell and darkness are perishing. Most people think it's opposite. It's not opposite. Scripture says darkness is perishing. 
Because the word of God will not return void. Man, I pray, I pray that you get it in you and that you do what it says. And I can't wait to hear the testimonies of the goodness and the glory of God. Amen? Amen. Now the decision really this morning is when? When you going to do it? Matter of fact, why don't you sit down for a second? Get out a piece of paper and a pencil. You, <laughs> you can see we're not concerned about pretty church, just effective church. <laughs> Amen. We're not interested in being really cute and pretty and just on point. What we're interested in is being changed into the image of Christ. All right, on that piece of paper, on that card that you've got right there, when are you going to do it? I won't. During the day, the Word of God, you need to do it every day. When are you going to do it? When you gonna get in? Tony, how you gonna grow? Those of you who are in the word like nuts, if y'all don't know, Tony's got a ministry called Bread of Life. He sends it out to everybody on a daily basis. The Lord gives him those. Those are fresh. He's not copying that from anybody. He's spending time with the Lord and getting that stuff from the Lord, and it's amazing. I think he's got over 200 subscribers. Is that correct? Is, is that right? Yes, it is, yeah. So he's in it all the time. But the Lord's not done with him. Do you understand? You never come to a place where you've maximized who you can be in Christ. So the Lord's got a plan to expand who you are, Tony, and what he wants to reveal to you. Right? Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. So how's that going to happen in your life? If, if you're, you know, If you're doing it every day, the Lord's already told you. He, he wants you to begin to do something. What is it? And when are you going to do it? Because it has to be scheduled. You've got to schedule it in some way, in some manner. Otherwise, it gets lost in our business. And we find that, you know, and you don't need to condemn yourself if you miss. You just need to do. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to condemn yourself when you miss. You just need to do right tomorrow. Right? You just need to do right tomorrow. You don't need to think about your failure. You just need to think about how I'm going to get it right. Right? That's good right there all by itself. You got it written down? You good? Father, I pray blessing upon these things that are written on these papers. Father, you said that you would manifest yourself if we loved your word and we didn't and it wasn't burdensome. And that, and that it would be a proof not only to you but to ourselves that we really do love you, that we're in love with you, that we're intimately in love with you, and that we believe and have faith. You cannot separate, God, the love for you and the love for your word. You say that, God. We believe it. How many would say, I believe that right now? Would you just raise your hand? Just say, I believe that right now. 
And because I believe it, God, by faith, I'm going to have, I'm going to have a faith that's alive. I'm not going to have dead faith. I'm going to have faith that's alive by being obedient and by knowing, God, that I cannot accomplish the things that you intended for me to accomplish on this earth without your word. And so, Father, I just pray that you would bless the time. I pray that you would make your home with me. Say that with me. Father, I pray that you would make your home with me. In Jesus' name. Once again, thank you for listening to the Eastside Church Podcast. If you have any questions or need more information, please visit our website, eastsidechurch.co.